0: Welcome to Coaching DNA Podcast. I am your host, Travis Wyckoff. My guests on this podcast are coaches, athletic directors, sports psychologists, and really anyone else that can add value to leaders. In each episode, we spend time exploring leadership, culture, development, personal growth, and much, much more. The guests are different in many ways, but share profound similarities. They are hungry to get better, they are guided by purpose, and they are driven to develop the people around them. Each episode allows us to dive into what skills, attributes, and giftings make up great leaders. When I'm not doing this podcast, I run Kingdom Coaching. It is my consulting business where I coach coaches. I work with coaches one-on-one, I work with coaching staffs, as well as run online cohorts. Additionally, I write a weekly email newsletter to resource coaches with tools, and strategies to be better leaders and coaches. To find out more, visit my website at KingdomCoachingTW.com and please check me out on Twitter at KingdomCoachTW or at Coaching underscore DNA and give me a follow. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to part two of my conversation with Steve Shinbaum Steve is a classically trained actor and comedian and the president and founder of Game on Nation Steve and his staff are innovators in the use of improv and game dynamics and Steve is considered one of the industry's leading experts in culture development team building and communication presentation skills training During our conversation we talk about three rules to improv, he shares an exercise to help connection and getting people on the same page in your organization, and much, much more. Steve is a stud, as I'm sure you heard on episode one. So, without further ado, my conversation with Steve Shinbaum. Okay, uh, third one: well-being. Flesh out that. Give us give us some insight into when you what are you trying to to, to drive home there.
1: I think that one's a really. Um very valuable topic right now, but it's tricky. So one of the things we made clear is we're we're not focusing on mental well-being. That's more clinical Mm -hmm. and we don't have the authority there. We're really leaning into well-being from a relationship standpoint. So we go in and really focus on how we can get to know one another authentically without being best friends. So, you know, there's a Harvard study that was done years ago. I don't have the exact data, but they talked about like the number one factor for well-being and health people thought was like high blood pressure, low blood pressure, running, working out, sleep, all of those things are paramount. But the actual number one factor they found over a 60-year study on well-being was people's relationships with one another. Mm. So that was the angle we went into. And that looks out, you know, just like we talked about listening for teamwork and connection, well-being. We kind of lean in and focus on exercises that help organizations. Like if you and I were on the same team, Travis, encouraging us to maybe get to know one another a little bit beyond what we do for work, but at the same time, understanding boundaries and that we all don't have to be best pals going out to dinner every evening. So that's the angle we go into for well-being is relationships, connection. And then we like to add some joy and humor because we feel that levity and joy is a nice uh, medicinal dopamine release for well-being.
0: Yeah. Love it. Last one is inclusive leadership. Flesh that out for us. Give us, what are you trying to get, get at there?
1: You know, it's kind of going into that space again, that a lot of people are talking about diversity, inclusion, and belonging. But again, we want to look at where do we have experience and authority that we can speak into these Topic. So to us, inclusive leadership is looking at leadership instead of from like the leader dictates everything and they are the lighthouse and instead looking at it as more about collaboration and creativity. How can we include ideas and really it's about how do you create a safe space so people can give ideas safely and comfortably and also feedback. So that's really a big part of the inclusive leadership is about sharing the space. So a lot of the exercises we do with inclusive leadership involve team exercises, you know, a lot of breakouts, a lot of activities where we involve competition, cooperation, collaboration, and realize that it's not about competing at each other, but it's actually collaborative and competing with each other. That's how we kind of enter into the inclusive leadership conversation.
0: Love it. Give us, can you give us, explain one one exercise that you've done in the past?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's the, I'm thinking about the competition, like, it's really interesting. Uh, we we do an exercise that seems so simple um, that involves it, it's it's called get it together, and it's wild. And you you ask two people to try to say the same word at the same time without rehearsing it in advance. So the whole group will count three, two, one, and then after the one. The two people have to try to say the same word at the same time. They usually will not get it on the first try at all. But what happens is after those two, pe- let's say that, uh, honestly, I'm going to put you on the spot, Travis. Okay. We're going to do it right now. We're going to go three, two, one. And okay. I want you to just say a word that you think I might be thinking. And I'll say a word that you, I think you're thinking it, 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 uh, and I want the listeners to know we've not rehearsed this, but I want to just show what it looks like. We'll go three, two, one, and then say a word at the same time that I say, and let's, obviously you're not going to say a word like ubiquitous because that's a word I'm not thinking unless the fact is I am thinking it because I just used it, but you know what I mean? (laughs) A word that you think might make sense that I'd be thinking, let's see if we can say the same word at the same time. Is that cool? Yep. All right. You ready? Yep. Cool. Three, two, one. Leadership. Diversity. 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 You said diversity. I said leadership. This is how it would work two more people would come up from the team and work off of those two words. So they would be working off of leadership and diversity. And then they'd have to look at each other and they'd have to think what's a word that connects those two words and try to say the same word at the same time. What happens is sometimes they get it in three rounds, Travis. Sometimes it'll go like 20 rounds, but the whole point of it is it's all of a sudden their exercise you're no longer the guru on stage, like leading and facilitating. The the whole discussion is about how badly we actually want to get on the same page and that we'll fight for it. And then it all of a sudden the exercise takes on a life of its own because you'll see people like, no, They, they get emotional and intense and they're like, oh, I was thinking that word. And then when they get it, when they actually get the word, let's say like by the 11th round, they finally get to like Three, two, one, and they both say the word team, right? It's a radical moment of celebration. But the neat part is leading up to it is also awesome learning moments because you hmm. the, the the end zone of saying the same word is great. But now you can discuss and explore, you know, how much we truly are ingrained to try to listen and connect to one another and that everyone had a part in getting to that final word. So that's an example. Kind of a long winded example of an exercise that can talk about. And here's the thing, Travis it's not really about the exercises, they're a gateway into where we can have really good discussions and discoveries about ourselves. Because again, these exercises don't lie, mm. you know? And then you can have really cool breakout discussions about what inclusive leadership truly means. And that exercise was a warm up. To have really good conversation.
0: Gosh, that's so good, man. By the way, I love your, your exercises. I'm really intrigued with them because I think there's, you know, you could go up and probably wow them with a presentation and and, and drop some good information and some knowledge on them. But I think obviously the, the getting exercise, getting people involved just drives messages home deeper. They experience it. The learning's way more fruitful and, and, um, just brings context and color to so much. So I love the exercises that you guys do. And I've only seen a few of them. I'm I'm assuming you guys have a have a have a long list of them, but I love that. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Okay. Um explain to me this. How does improv, how can improv help a leader or a head coach or a coach? Man.
1: Come on. Woo got to take a deep breath and see if I can practice my objective of making the listeners feel informed. So I'm actually really, I'm unveiling the current right now. <laughs> listeners, I'm, tr- I'm going to try to be concise here, but also clear. Improv at its root, Travis, for us, follows three rules. One rule is the power of laughing with, not at. Okay? So that's a rule in improv that I heard that, that I, I learned by seeing the dangers in negative humor. So mm-hmm. one of the rules of game on is laugh with not at. So I'll start with that one. That's a great tool for a leader to then I- explore, how am I taking care of my team? Am I using humor to, to, to shame? Am I using words that I think are funny but might be harmful? And it, it goes beyond humor. It's really about boundaries am I using someone to elevate myself? Am I sharing the space? So laugh with not at to me is actually a really profound, uh, beginning to some really important leadership techniques. And if you improv well, you must laugh with not at, and then you're building that muscle as a leader.
0: Let me interject real quick. You are, you are fighting. I love it by the way. You are fighting against the culture of the locker room so hard there, yes. which is which yes. is necessary. It's so yes. needed. I mean, my my default language, my default love language forever was sarcasm. Mm-hmm. He who can cut the deepest and get the most laughs wins. Yeah. And so, man, I think what you're saying there is so I don't know about in the corporate world, I'm guessing, but I know in locker rooms, man, that's a yeah, I love it. Cool. I appreciate
1: you receiving it because it does get pushed back. I get it. I was an athlete too. You know, I mean, obviously Marilyn Bloom put me in my place and (laughs) reminded me I wasn't the best. But you know, as an athlete, yeah, and as a male, like you get that. And no one stops in that locker room. Rarely do they stop. Make hey guys, before we take the field, I just want to bring it in and let everyone know that that joke kind of hurt my feelings. All right, let's take the field. (laughs) Like that's not gonna happen. (laughs) Totally. That's not like if anyone does that, you're like, whoa, you might be a future empathy coach. But oh, so no. no one, no one addresses it. You go home, you're like, ah, that joke kind of didn't feel good, but you don't address it. So laugh with, not at. Okay. That's a rule of improv that can absolutely transfer into any organization. Good. Second rule is to celebrate small wins. So when you do activities. And improv, you always have these really cool moments of like celebration, either the person played last letter, first letter, well, because every exercise is teed up for some level of heroic success. So then we drive home the idea of as leaders, I think it's important for us to celebrate small wins, acknowledge where credit needs to be given. It can play out in so many ways, like send the email to say thank you, anniversaries, birthdays, promotions, salary increases, um, uh, amplification and and the challenge in 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 uh some organizations is we get stuck on waiting for an epic victory especially in sports right like you know there's so many great small wins that we can acknowledge and it doesn't mean we like clap when someone like gets out of bed and 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 and, and uh shows up on time to work but i'm talking about when someone actually has a nice achievement celebrating small wins and improv allows you to to just showcase that really beautifully love it yeah and then the last one, man, if you s- laugh with, not at, you celebrate small wins. The third component in a uh, improv is you have to have each other's back. And here's why you're in it with them. So it's one of those moments, Travis, where like, you can't just teach empathy. You can show it. And I'll give an example. I'll say to an audience, Hey, Travis is going to come up and be my partner, right? And we're going to need a topic that Travis is going to be interviewed on. And I want it to be a laugh with topic. Travis is up here and, and people will start brains will start going, right? Cause that's what we do. And, and, and it's going to be a fun topic that Travis is an expert on. And we're going to, uh, Travis is going to agree with me. I'm going to agree with him and we're going to have each other's back. I'll say that. Right. But that's not going to, that's not going to resonate. Those are words. Yep. And then right before you start, and these are a lot of the ways we do this in our exercises. It's called the your next dynamic. And then before I begin, I'll say, is everyone rooting for Travis? They're like, yeah, totally, totally. And then, you know, half the room is glad I didn't pick them, right? <laughs> They're just relieved. They're just relieved. Like this guy's, this is intense. And And then I'll say, cool, before you give me a suggestion on Travis's expertise, I just want you all to know after Travis goes, one of you is next. <laughs> and dude, the whole room shifts. And all the bad ideas that were going to shame you, all those weird, awkward, like just uncomfortable, like things that go through our brains, they're gone because all of a sudden you're in the story. And that begins a great conversation on, you can't just say, have each other's back. What does it look like when you're in the story? And when I tell them they're next, the ideas, the suggestions are all so good because they think they're the one that's going to have to pick it up after you. So those are the three rules. Laugh with, not at,
0: celebrate small wins, and have each other's back. Love it. Explain to me, this is the, this is the extent, until I've gotten to know you, Steve, this is the extent of my knowledge on improv is this game called, I think it's Yes And. Yeah. Where, you, ex, ex, you know what I'm talking about, I'm assuming. Would you explain it? And Yeah, and it's actually, behind it's, really,
1: it? it's, it's really more of a foundation. And that's what, you know, there was a show whose line is it anyway that Drew Carey hosted And that kind of made improv kind of pop- popular. And there's some great organizations out there that I want to amplify second city that based in Chicago, they're yep. all over Acme improv Olympics. There's some really great, the yes and is more of a concept. And the idea is to really love everyone's idea and agree with them on stage. So the scene can flow and there's some elements of yes. And that can be very helpful In the work environment, in the sports environment. Yeah, but the yes and is more of like a foundational concept that is helpful to begin um, a uh, improv scene. You're basically asking everyone, hey, we're going to be in agreement. But here's the part about yes and that actually goes back to what I was sharing about improv. If you're going with laugh with, not at, then that yes and is in play as long as what you're sharing with me is good Mm. and healthy and noble you know that's the shift between what i call improv for entertainment and improv for education yeah and there's nothing wrong with i'm not mocking you improv for entertainment is usually late at night there's usually a different atmosphere people are drinking and eating and they're there to like be entertained and there's some rules that can be different than in say a, a corporate structure a military structure or a sports structure that's the difference. Yes. And in the entertainment space can go all sorts of funky places and they'll get some laughs for us. We like to say yes. And, but as long as you're giving me something that is honorable that I can build off of, if not, I'm agreeing to something you've given me that makes me feel insanely uncomfortable. Yeah. And we don't want that. Yeah. That's good.
0: All right, I end with three questions, Steve. First one: What are you yep. currently reading or listening to that's, you know, helping you grow, keeping you sharp? Nah, it's good. The book I'm
1: reading is is actually not a current book. It's um, it's I I revisited it. It's Daniel Coyle's The Talent Code. Yeah, and it's a, I think it came out almost like eight years ago, and it's really an exploration on a on on not just ten thousand hours of training, but also environment. And location, and access, and privilege, and how that plays into excellence and success—it's really been fascinating to to read. And Daniel talks about a, a group, of different scenarios, excellence in like like track and field, excellence in in in, in um, microchip development. But there's some common denominators, and some of it is some of it is that the folks that succeeded had access to things, and mm-hmm. they the region that they were in allowed for success and development. It's really, really fast. And the talent code.
0: Yeah. Love it. That's good. Uh, In
1: general, are you a reader? You know what? I I love to read. No. I mean, I've got, you know, with running the company and chasing my nine and six-year-olds and being with them and spending time with them and my wife, I should be honestly reading more. No, I'm not one of those folks that like devours a book a week. I wish I could say that, but um, I'm not. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Okay. The second question I ask in, in my general, um, guest is a, a coach. So I'm going to ask it this way for you, Steve, what advice would you give somebody coach or no coach Mm -hmm. that would like to improve presentation skills? Like somebody that maybe thinks that like, man, I I could see a future for me in that arena. What advice would you give them?
1: Mm. couple, one would be, I would really help have them define what presentation means to them. That would be first. Just what does presentation mean? And I'd hope and encourage them to define it as an exchange of information. Mm. Second of all, I would ask them to ask themselves, what is it that's driving them? And there's no wrong answer. There's just revealing answers. Okay. So I'll just, if if your answer to want to present is you love being in front of people and that unbelievable feeling of being needed. You're not a bad person, but I'd encourage you to see if there's some other reasons why you should be presenting beyond the fact that you love the, the, the endorphin dopamine release, because eventually that could wear on them. So that would be the second note, um, define presentation and what is it that's driving you to want? And then the third is actually a question I'd ask them. And this gets to like, maybe some of their topics is what are you naturally gifted at doing that may come easy to you, but it's not very common for others. Mm-hmm. That question has to me been a gateway for people to start to find what topics they're gifted to talk about. You know, when someone says, hey, I want to be a presenter, that's awesome. I, I We want more good messages, but are what are you going to talk on? Like, I'm not going to talk on firefighting because I am not a fire. My brother is, my brother's the captain of the firefighters. In LA, like he has authority to talk on that. Hmm. So what is something that comes naturally to your gift? It could be humor. It could be that you're just great at navigating systems. It could be that you're an absolute expert on history or diversity. And then that will hope, hopefully give you a roadmap into some of the things you'd want to be talking about on stage.
0: Love it. It's good. You know? Okay, and the third question, and I end with this one. um, Who would you like to hear on this podcast talk about their background, leadership, kind of their sweet spot?
1: Mm, Travis Wyckoff. (laughs) (laughs) They hear me enough. I know, but you're good, man. I love your style. Um, You know, I brought them up earlier, and I'm just fascinated, is, um, you know, Corey Close and her staff, And I keep saying that because I don't think it's just Corey and she'd agree that that is um, that it's Shannon Perry. Actually, Shannon LaBouffe Now she's married. I apologize. I have to acknowledge that. Um, And Tasha Brown and the staff over at UCLA women's basketball. I think Corey's got some really cool um, perspective on being a coach in women's basketball. I've been doing it for a long time at UCLA. And I thought that would be an interesting one. Um, Uh, I'm interested sometimes in voices that don't market themselves really well. Um, there is, I'm going to stay in the coaching world for a second, Travis. There is, he's going to laugh at me for doing this. There's a women's soccer coach at Florida state, Mark Corian. Mark's a dear friend. I tease Mark. He's not someone who's marketing himself. So He's not even, I think, active on social media, but he's had some wonderful success as a male coach in a women's sport. Mm-hmm. And he's built tremendous trust with his team and he's had tremendous success. Um, so the, those are two that stand out to me, Corey and her staff and Mark Krikorian and his staff at Florida state women's soccer.
0: Love it. Love it. Okay. I'm going to end with this, Steve yep. share with, so, um, I would say, I don't know exactly, but I'm guessing a majority of my listeners are coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, How can they find you? What sort of services? I mean, I know you've kind of fleshed out a little bit of what you do. Maybe just share a little bit about Game On, how they can find you and what it would look like for you to, to maybe work with a corporation or a college team. Yeah, maybe flesh that out for us.
1: Oh, thanks, Travis. This is where I'm not like the greatest at marketing. First of all, like I mentioned with Corey and her staff, I have a staff of a, ma- a team, a staff, a team. So it's not just the Steve show at all. Yeah. Um, but again, we have virtual and live trainings. And that's been one of the things that we've had to develop over the last 13 months is a whole virtual suite. So like we talked about, we call it a quad, but those four areas, teamwork and communication area one, public speaking area two, uh, well being area three, inclusive leadership area four. We have a series of virtual trainings that are 60, 75, and 90 minutes that we teach live to groups. And we you know, we feel like we are doing a really good job of staying engaged on Zoom. It's not an easy platform, but we've been teaching a lot of virtual sessions and our exercises, we feel transfer really well. Um, on that platform. And you can reach a lot more people and you can schedule it. And then of course, we have our live trainings that we'll be starting to offer, you know, as soon as we can continue to be safe and come back in person. And we find that a lot of those programs are really effective um, in a series. So to start out like, you know, prior to the season beginning and doing like a four phase program, we come in and uh, teach uh, one of the four quads and then have a series of follow-ups over like the quarters. Um, One of the best examples would be like Florida State women's soccer. We do a series of five sessions, one starting before they start their season, then during preseason, then during the ACC season, then during the ACC tournament, and a final session, usually when they make the NCAA like final eight or final four. And it's a beautiful run. We're checking in every like month five sessions, each session's about 90 minutes. And then afterwards, each session, after each session, there's a workbook guidebook that the team can follow with the coaching staff. So we're not just coming in and giving a sparkle speech and it's all forgotten like two days afterwards. Love that.
0: And your website?
1: Yeah, that's how great I am at marketing. I tell the whole story. (laughs) They're like, that's great, man. He never shared his contact information. Uh, It's so good. Uh, Gameonnation.com, Gameon Nation nation.com. We've got our resource guides. We have some lead magnets you can check out. You know, we're trying to get better at this. It was never my gift to do the marketing stuff, but it's necessary. And you can see sample videos and you can see also the rest of the game on team. There's all sorts of cool voices because it can't just be my voice entering in to these spaces. So it's a neat opportunity to look at the team and say, you know what? Uh, That team member would be a perfect fit for this audience and then we kind of match it and that's a fun part for me to watch
0: yeah love it love it love it love it well dude i am a huge fan um i when i when i talk to coaches and when i just think through coaching staffs i think through if the coaching staff is unhealthy it'll cascade into the whole program if the coaching staff is healthy it too will cascade into the whole program and so I just want to encourage listeners, coaches, this is not, I'm a huge fan. I'll just leave it at that. Steve, you're a stud. Thanks for taking time out to join us. And, um, man, I hope, I hope people will reach out to you because what you do, I think is, uh, big time stuff and super helpful.
1: Thanks Travis. Appreciate you having my back. Literally, man. That's really yeah. cool. I enjoyed the conversation so much.
0: Thanks so much for listening. I'm assuming if you made it this far that you enjoyed the conversation. Would you please leave a review and pass this podcast along to anyone else that you think might enjoy it? If you have any suggestions for the show, I'm always looking to to grow and to improve the show. Email me at Travis at com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, have a good one.